This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1347, where Mustang makeover wildcard competitor and all-around awesome horsewoman Mary Kitzmiller and I have a chat about introducing the saddle for the first time and how the technique relates to lots of other things in your horse's life. And we'll get right to our tip after we hear from today's sponsor, Green Flower Botanicals. And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Green Flower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101. In our continuing series on CBD oil, we're going to discuss how we can use CBD oil to help us with arthritis and sports injuries in people, horses, and dogs. Roger, how can we use this as part of our protocol to help with arthritis pain? First of all, probably one of the main things CBD is known for is its anti-inflammatory properties. And of course, that ties right in with its analgesic, you know, pain-relieving properties. You can take the oil sublingually, uh, the tinctures that we sell. Uh, you can also apply the oil directly to the skin. And then, of course, we also sell um, lotions for that. But it's highly, highly effective. It's probably one of the main reasons uh, that people are purchasing CBD out there today. Works wonderfully for dogs. Um, we have our dog using it for hip dysplasia and really any kind of joint and mobility uh, we'd certainly recommend that people at least give CBD a try because for a lot of people, it just is just this side of, of miraculous, so it seems. And we, I, we know that with traditional non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, there are a lot of side effects like gastric ulcers or liver and kidney damage. Is CBD oil much safer than those other options? Yeah, that's really kind of beauty of it. I mean, it's just, it's a whole plant extract, has all these wonderful omega fatty acids in it and other trace cannabinoids and things. And actually, CBD is very soothing to your gastric system. So there's just really no side effects whatsoever, uh, nothing compared to NSAIDs or other popular um, pharmaceuticals that people might be using. And for the topical products, can that help with like, you know, we're talking about inflammation that can help with our skin diseases, like maybe hot spots in dogs? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, your skin's largest organ on your body, but the skin is full of all kinds of little hungry receptors that just love the application of these cannabinoids, which is, is what CBD is. It's a cannabinoid. So very, very mm-hmm. healthy for all kinds of skin conditions, including even acne and things of that nature. You know, I personally had great results from using the cream on my tennis elbow. It really made a big difference. And also I didn't have to use as much because I was using it right directly on the spot of the pain. So this is really wonderful, Roger. How can people find out more about green flower botanical products? Sure. That's real easy. You just go to greenflowerbotanicals.com. You can see all of our products there, uh, whether it's tinctures or, or topicals. If you use a coupon, coupon code HRN, we give 20% off to uh, our HRN listeners. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil. Now, whenever you start these Mustangs, do you always go to a sur single first, or do you ever go directly into to a saddle? 
Um, for years, I just saddled. I saddled through, you know, put the saddle on front six, front cinch, back cinch, and then we were off. But uh, with Mustangs especially, there have been times where I thought, I can get the saddle on you. And I might even get the girth mostly adjusted. But I don't know if you will stand still long enough for me to get all my cinches adjusted properly. There's a lot of pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And to get out of the danger zone. And then to be able to control your feet properly once I've strapped this thing to you. So I started just like, you know what? I'm going to throw the surf single on you. If you're cool with that. I'll throw my, um, I've even gone, so I was always like really adamant about, I put the whole rig on you, front cinch, back cinch, first time, and we go. But So I've even started with a couple of horses going from surcingle to my reining saddle, which is very light, easy for me to wield, and it only has the front cinch. And then if they're good with that, a couple rides, or a couple of sessions than I do front cinch, back cinch, but everything will get a back cinch before it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is um, I think it helps the saddle cover uh, and disperse pr- pressure more evenly over their back. Mm-hmm. And because um, at some point in this horse's life, if he goes to a new home, someone's going to put a back cinch on him or there's always a chance. Yeah. And even a broke, broke horse if they've never had a back cinch, can have a pretty big reaction. So I don't want someone to think, oh, he's perfectly fine. I'm going to put my saddle on and then be surprised. So I want them to know what a back cinch is at some point in their lives. I, I, I think I agree with you on that one in that I think that, and I'm, I'm an English writer for anybody who hasn't listened to the show for a long time. The only time I ever sit in a Western saddle is when I'm using somebody else's horse and, and saddle. But, I think that wearing a back cinch that is properly fitted in that it actually touches the horse's body is mm-hmm. a essential skill in every horse's education. I think horses that are going to be show jumpers should have the opportunity to feel that on their middle and go, oh, that's cool. It's just a part of my tack. I'm okay with it. Because I think it it's a little bit like when you teach a horse to give to pressure of a soft rope around their leg. It's a case of some, at some point something's going to get stuck around their middle or the saddle's going to slide back because the girth got loose. And when the saddle slides back, the girth's going to eventually get snug because as you move further back on the rib cage, it gets wider. Now, admittedly, that's not a back cinch, but if the horse has already experienced back cinch, front cinch, it's not going to be so foreign He's going to be less likely to lose his marbles. I just think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and you and I have seen are probably seen our fair share of horses get into all sorts of predicaments. So when you're training them, if you have the opportunity to expose them to all sorts of weirdness happening and in a controlled environment where you can help them through it and say, this is how you do this, the better. Because they get their feet hung in things. They get saddles that go upside down around their belly or slide too far back or whatever. Um, now, there are certain areas of the body where I would not blame the horse for having a huge reaction. Like, well, like a, a flank rope, you you know, if, if someone were to rope a horse around his flanks, um, they wouldn't normally I wouldn't blame, do. 
Yeah, I wouldn't blame any horse for being rather upset about that. And I don't expect every horse to be perfect all the time and never react to anything. But if I can expose them to something early on and say, listen, this might happen. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to move your feet. But here is the best way to move your feet in a way that's going to keep you safe and keep whoever's handling you safe. And and you've had this experience in a controlled environment. Hopefully, it'll prepare you for life. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's there's all sorts of stuff you can imagine you can do, like a lot of guys who have a rope horse and you know this horse is going to manage ropes they'll do a lot of training when that horse is a colt like what happens if it accidentally goes under your tail or under your stirrup leather because those guys have all been on a young horse where the cow ran behind him and snugged the the lariat up under the horse's tail and it was not a good time and again I don't expect the horse to be a statue and to be completely perfect all the time but at least if he's had some experience with it, he goes, okay, remember my training. I can do this. I won't kill everybody um, in this, you know, <laughs> in this predicament. Right. Because you don't, what you don't want is to overtrain the horse to the point where he doesn't, he no longer reacts or no longer thinks through things. He just shuts down because he's been so overexposed. But getting to the point where, they can be exposed to new things. It's like, okay, I, I get new things all the time and new things are okay because we always work through it versus I only very, very occasionally get new things. So it's really novel and I need to lose my marbles. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that about wraps it up for today. You can listen to Mary and I geeking out on training every month over on the Horses in the Morning show. Mary is on the show the second Thursday of each and every month. So uh, that takes care of that. And thank you again to Green Flower Botanicals for sponsoring today's episode. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.